0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Live Wire Fantasy Football. We are brought to you by the Rise Network, which is our official platform for our show. Be sure to visit www.risenetworkus.com to visit all the shows, bloggers, streamers, and YouTubers. Rise is a network that embraces everybody and everything with a focus on these three words. Growth. Ascension. Rise. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Live Wire Fantasy Football. We are all in different places with different faces.
1: We don't have different faces. Faces. I, I, we have different faces.
0: No, we are different faces in different places. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Sorry. Go ahead. We are outside of the studio today, folks. Uh, we have Colin at home. He's on the IR. He's out. He's the COVID nineteen list.
2: Ten day IL. Ten
0: day IR. I, uh, I'm out here in California. I'm here for the Rams-Lions game. Rod's at the studio, keeping it kicking. Rod, we appreciate you at all, at all times. Yeah, My you know, beautiful, 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 beautiful producer.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Had to throw that in. Yep.
2: Yeah. I'm not going to lie. What? What
1: does that say? I don't even know what he said. I think that COVID, that COVID protocol stuff just getting to his head.
0: Yeah, it's leaking it's leaking into his brain. I had to carry some pocket fucking Kleenex
2: in my in my pockets. Oh boy.
1: Fair enough. But, but uh happy week seven, fellas. I had to get that in. Happy week seven.
0: Hey, we pulled out a win last week. I needed that one. I needed that one.
2: It must be nice, man. Just you pulled out a win last week. Rod, you lost two?
1: I I lost out of my three leagues, I won two leagues, I lost one. Ooh. So uh I it was not, it was exactly not a, Yeah, it was not a good week uh for a lot of good things, but I guess we'll talk about it as we go along on today's show.
0: Yeah, you know what? I, I have I have a combined record of my teams in a league, in all my leagues. And I'm afraid to actually say it because we're gonna lose credibility for the show. I think I might not say it.
1: Don't say it. Please don't say I'm
0: it. it. I'm not saying it. Everyone's gonna be like, oh, oh my god, what are we listening to? These guys suck, no, we don't suck. the players who who are picking suck,
1: so mm-hmm. not our fault. I wanted to ask you, uh sir, um, I was talking to you about this before we started our show today about bye weeks. Uh, bye weeks is a killer for a lot of fantasy players, fantasy teams, and people including yourself. So tell us about some bye weeks
0: all right, well we have a problem a big problem in the nfl and it's called week seven okay, week seven's got like the best teams of all time on by they got the bills the cowboys the jags the chargers the vikings the steelers and like all those notable players james robinson he's an rb1 yes, Ceedee exactly. lamb Dak prescott amari cooper naji harris justin jefferson Adam Thielen, the list goes on, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, like all these big name guys. Your first round pick is probably on a buy this week. So here we are. We have a huge problem, a huge running back deficit with buys coming with injuries. That where do we where do we stand with this? You got a lot of no names. I got a buddy in our league, he's playing Kyle Uczek. Like this is real. It's happening. So, hi.
2: I'm starting Jerry so, huh? I'm starting Jeremy McNichols out of Tennessee. That's what the hell tough. is
0: that? I don't <laughs> know why you would do that.
2: That's what I had to do. There had to have been another option. Oh, uh, unless you want to pick up Cal uh, Ustechek's brother on the waivers. So I don't know. You know, you didn't get a shot at the Oh, I did. Actually, I had the second shot, but someone had to take him.
1: Sorry, mm.
0: that was. All right. Sorry for sucking more than you.
2: Yeah. Well, so guys, with
0: that opportunity comes responsibility. You know, I grab, you got to grab, with great power comes great responsibility. You got to grab D. Ernest Johnson and you get the chance. Another D. Johnson in the NFL. But that's the thing. So you got injuries everywhere. The hamstring bug is still going around. Now we got a calf bug going, going around. Um, and then bye weeks on top of it. It's a huge issue. So where are you guys looking to fill these spots in your guys' leagues other than Jeremy McNichols and Kyle Juszczyk?
2: I wonder if there really is much more you could do. and just hope that – I mean, I think if you're in one of those positions where you absolutely need a desperate play at running back, it's like you got to go, go with a guy that can at least somehow score a touchdown or somehow can snag a few catches. Like Giovanni Bernard – like that might not. If you could find a guy like that in your waiver wire, I feel like that might not be the worst possible scenario. You know, because he ends up getting work inside the inside the ten yard line. You know, he might catch a ball for a touchdown. But well, I mean, beggars can't be choosers in this position.
1: It's I like that, Colin. I really like how you just said that. Beggars cannot be choosers in this oh, position. Yeah, I mean, you take it and you run with it. You, know, you take you it and five, run with
2: it. You get five points. It's like, all right, it could have been. It could have been zero. Hell, it could have been worse than zero. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. especially in a position like this week seven
1: it's not looking good so boys it's thursday we have a weird slate of a game uh we have the broncos versus the browns the browns have just turned into a hospital team uh they are literally the emergency room now I got to update this morning that Odell is probably not going to play and Jarvis is now the, you know, one of the emerges as a player now. And he was just on IR like last night. Now he's back to playing. So projections, thoughts, Thursday night, go.
2: First what do you, who do you like?
0: In this game? <laughs> All right. Well, first and foremost, uh, this game's an ab- absolute shit show. There's a real chance that Bridgewater still doesn't play. He's a game-time decision, um, and that, which at that point, if he wasn't to play the quarterback for uh, the Denver Broncos, does anyone know who that would be? Drew Locke? Drew Locke? Yeah, and do you yep. know what he is? I know he's a certified scrub. He is a bona fide, certified scrub, okay? <laughs> I know he raps for young geezy and it's all cool. He, he does a little good for him. Cool, he's got swag. He sucks balls at football. So where are we with that? We're at a really, really shitty fantasy game. But I will say, there's one person that Drew Love, Drew Locke loves, and it is Tim Patrick. Mm-hmm. No, it's cool saw no, no, no. Bridgewater
2: loves Cortland Sutton. Bridgewater knows shit about shit. Come on now.
0: Alright, i I'm just say it. This game is the battle of the bastards. If you are starting someone... Like, I'm so down bad that I almost had Bridgewater playing. I talked myself into playing golf just for the, like, I'm here. I'm in LA. I'm going to be at the game. Like, I'm playing golf. Campbell needs more out of him. All The whole nine yards. Revenge game, I'm there for it. So, golf all the way. But... I was almost I literally was starting Bridgewater until an hour ago and I was also had Tim Patrick cuz I'm so down bad right now with buys like I'm so down bad. So if you guys have to start somebody look for the upside this week guys. Look for for boom plays. That's that's the number one thing. If you are stuck with a Kyle Use check on your starting roster, then you better combat that with like a Tim Patrick on the waivers, you know what I'm saying? Because at any point, Tim Patrick can go for 14 catches and two touchdowns because he's done it. No, he's done it before. It's not often, but he's done it before.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Go ahead. Sorry, Colin. Well you said, it's by weeks
2: and injuries put everyone in a pretty tough uh, situation. But I think guys that, like, can consider, like – like a start, if you will, like like you know, don't really have to question it. I'd probably say the only, the only two guys are Corlin Sutton. And uh, I, honestly, Corlin Sutton and Noah Fant probably are the only two guys that you're probably starting and putting much question into it. Other than that, I mean, it's like, yeah, Tim Patrick could be a solid flex guy. Uh, Dearness Johnson might be all right. Who knows? We, they just signed Joshua Kelly. He might get the rock. Uh, but f- as far as Browns go, I don't. I really don't know if there's anyone that you could feel comfortable starting.
1: Are you guys someone who emerged over the past couple weeks, or maybe this his past game? you had Donovan Peoples-Jones. Are we like, are we on board that train? Are we still like, ah, uh, nah?
0: I was just gonna ask that, Rod. I want to hear what Colin has to say about this. By the way, guys, if. You didn't know Colin like locked down high school DPJ. Like this guy got no yards. Like Colin locked down DPJ. So just so you know, Colin could be in the NFL if if you ask him. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh-huh, uh-huh. right, yeah. So DPJ. No, no, know. no, no, no,
0: no. You gotta talk about you locking him down first. And then we could go to the fantasy aspect of Donovan People's jokes.
2: Uh, if I'm just if I'm a, if I'm playing defense, I'm scheming for DPJ, you know, I'm just leaving one guy on him because that'll probably be good enough. Damn. Okay, Collins said he put him on an island, Rod. Put him on an island because Case Keenum sure is ain't hitting him. Probably got a better chance of Baker Mayfield does to be honest. But Nah, I mean DPJ. I, I I was looking at some stats where he had like the mo- he had the most routes run in the league with the least amount of catches or with least amount of targets or something like that. So he was just on the field. Like who's who's that one basketball player that had that stat? Or he had like 27 minutes, zero points, zero, zeros all, all across the board. Was it was it Tolliver? I don't know. It was someone on the Spurs, I think, or something like that.
0: No, no, it was it was uh, it was the old Pistons guy. It was Tolliver.
2: It, it, it,
0: it, was, it, it, it was Anthony Tolliver, I think.
2: That's literally what DPJ is. He's just on the field, running running circles. He's not getting the ball. He's not someone you could you could start and feel comfortable about it.
0: Yeah, I agree. This, this, this game's yucky. Very yucky.
1: So I want to talk about the spread now uh, and some betting, you know, things I'd like to talk about on Thursday night. So I have the spread now at one and a half now. I don't think it opened at that, but I think it may have dropped to one and a half. Uh, the Browns are obviously favored in this game. Don't know how, but they are. And the over-under is at 41. Uh, what do we What do we think, boys?
0: It actually it opened at four and a half.
1: Yeah, that's yeah.
0: So it's moving it, it it's moved 3 points.
1: Yes, it has which is
0: insane, right? But with the injuries coming to Kareem Hunt being out and you know now Baker Mayfield's not playing, which I don't I personally don't think that hurts the Browns as much as you think it would. I think that Case Keenum's a, a good NFL player. He I mean he's proved to be a good NFL player throughout his career. And I think Baker Mayfield actually struggles to find his guys. I think Case Keenum knows, like, I could just hit my guys that are good. I know, Obviously, it would be different if Odell was there, uh, with DPJ being your lead receiver. I don't know. The over-under is 41. That's fucking garbage, too. Like, this game is going to suck. So, if I'm watching it and I want it to not suck, what I would do is I would take – the Broncos, and I would take the o- I'll take the points and I'll cheer for points. That's what I
2: would do. I mean, for me, I'd probably take the Browns. The Browns are home, right?
1: Yeah. Yes, they are
2: home. The Browns are home, so I'd probably take them and obviously 41 points is pretty low, but the Browns and the Broncos are two of the slowest slowest Offenses in the NFL. They take their time. They could care less about the clock. So, I mean, that's one of those trap lines. 41 points, you figure it's 20 points a pop. Shouldn't be too hard. But and then again, you got Case Keenum and possibly Drew Lock at quarterback. So, this game might not even go over 30 points for all we know. But uh, Thursday nights, you never know. You never have not Thursday nights. Crazy shit like the Rams 49ers from four years ago just absolutely explodes. It's the best game of the season. You never know what's going to happen. But if I were a betting man, I'd probably just stay away from it altogether. You
1: know, <laughs> <don't know anything. laughs> yeah, I'm just if I was a betting man, I'd just stay away from it. Just I wouldn't even touch I mean,
2: think it. Think about how many unanswered questions there are about this game. Like we yeah. don't know shit about shit.
1: Yeah, true. Yeah, it's
2: flipping a coin. It's flipping a coin.
1: I will add real quick: the Broncos are an eleven and are eleven and three against the spread in their last fourteen Thursday games. Um, so the Broncos, A, what I got out of that is that the Broncos play a shit ton of Thursday night games because they, they suck. <laughs> they, they always get Thursday night games <laughs> and B, they're good against the spread on Thursday night. So you might want to take the Broncos tonight just for shit's sake. Okay.
0: There you go. Broncos in the over, Maybe You heard it. Take us. Yes. Okay. Broncos defense is a start.
1: All right. So what do we got on week seven? What, do we look, what are we looking forward to this week, boys?
0: What are you looking forward this it, it really, really is like a shitty week of fantasy football. And I'm not just saying that specifically for me because of, you know, the bye week issue that we talked about. It just seems like the most high-powered offenses and your your best fantasy players are on high. Mm-hmm. So what I'm looking forward to is, is seeing what kind of diamonds in the rough we can find last week. Are there guys that – Know, may have not gotten an opportunity to be picked up on rosters or play that can show out when I need them to. Maybe I'll come after this week. doesn't matter. But can someone from this waiver-wide team that I've acquired for this week show up and prove to me that they are a guy I can roster on my fantasy football team going forward? Because I, I hold I hold guys who do me right. I'll, I'll, if Darius Johnson does something for me, I'll hold on to them. It's a handcuff right there. All right. Can oh, I can I go ahead, Corey Kyle,
2: sorry. Is that who you're most excited about this week, Rissick? Someone that can make a name for the what? roster? Yeah, he a- the one you're most excited about. What is he the one you're most excited about to make a name for himself on your roster?
0: Ah, uh, dude, I don't know. I'd say I'd say probably him or uh, <laughs> one fellow, Jared Goff. I mean, to
2: himself on your roster.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean I, I have TY too who got you know, Rod, I don't know if you knew this, but T. Y. Hilton got fucking four targets, four catches, and eighty yards in the first half last week. And
1: yeah. then
0: got hurt again. And like I don't this guy's always heard It's always been a problem of his, but I was so excited, I was like, Holy shit, he's back. I was like, I'm about to get a twenty four point game off of him from, from him off a rip. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. And uh and, you know, so I'm playing him again this week. If, if he ends up – says he's going. Like, if he's going, I'm going. Um, with him. So, I hope
1: – Oh, go ahead. Finish, 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 finish. My apologies.
0: That, that, that's it, man. I hope, I, hope, I hope he plays I, and I hope he stays healthy because I'd really enjoy his, his presence on my roster.
1: I want to throw a guy in there. I want to throw a guy in there. Darnell Mooney is a guy who we, I've been high on all season long and he's going against the bucks and he's found a spot in my starting lineup in a lot of my leagues this week. A because of the buys and B because he's going against a broken Bucks secondary. So this may be a week where you're talking about where a guy can make a name for himself. It's Darnell Mooney. He's had 13 receptions in the past three weeks. So hey, let's get something going with him on my train here. I want Darnell Mooney to you know to come out coming out party for Darnell Mooney.
2: Yeah, I don't that, I'm starting Mooney in one league chose him over Rondale Moore, mm-hmm. who outside uh, plays who could drop a dud for you, but I like Mooney this week. I do. I, I do think he's one of those guys that become like one of those favorite targets for Justin Fields because we know Alan Robinson has not been that guy, you know what I mean?
1: Oh, sh- True, factual, and we'll call this the, the, the show up and show out week, all right? We're going to see who's going to show up, and we're going to see who's going to show out, all right?
0: Yeah, you know, hey, I like that, Ron, seriously. Allen yeah. Robinson, um, fucking, um, well, Amari Cooper's on by, but, you know, those type of guys, Allen Robinson, Adam Thielen, Amari Cooper, Odell,
1: Kendrick, like those guys, Kendrick, Bourne, Kendrick Bourne's another guy too. He's going up against the Jets this week. I want to see what he's gonna do against yeah. the Patriots.
0: But but like Robbie Anderson, Robert Woods, like the you guys got two weeks. You guys got two weeks to show up or get the fuck out, you know? <laughs> Two weeks. Two, weeks, two weeks, show up or get the <laughs> fuck out. God.
1: You got two, that's it. After that, fuck you. Hit the road, Jack. And don't hey, you hit mad. the road, Jack. So, that's right, road, let's, let's hear those wired numbers. Okay, so it's week seven. As we know, every week we do our wired numbers. I'm going to first start out at the quarterback position for you guys. Uh, starting out, 3.3%. Patrick Mahomes has a career high, 3.3% interception rate. Uh, let's go 9.2. Matt Stafford, shout out Ristic, who's in California. Matt Stafford is averaging a career-best 9.2 yards per attempt. It's unlikely that the Detroit Lions are going to slow him down at all. <laughs> uh, 341 yards. That's how much Derek Carr has thrown for in, his, in four of his uh, six starts this year. So Derek Carr is throwing the ball and throwing it a lot. 44.5. 44.5. 44 year old Tom Brady is averaging more than 44 pass attempts per game. All right. Yeah. Old Tom, he's still throwing the thing. Those are my quarterback wire dubbers. Anything stand out to you guys with those?
2: I mean, how could it not be that Tom Brady, 40, over 44 attempts per game? I mean, that's got to be number one in the league, right?
1: Yes. He is. Be, yeah. Yes.
2: But that's just nuts. I mean, Tom Brady, we all, I remember like six like, years yeah. ago. It was like, all right, this is your time Brady he slows down. Mm-hmm. And here, Tom Brady's doing the most he's ever done.
1: At 44!
2: I know, at 44. and not that nuts? Yeah, that's the craziest one. Mahomes, the interception rate, that's not t- that's not too crazy. I mean, you take the risks that he takes, and those numbers are going to go up. We always knew that that his interception numbers were going to spike at some point. But, I mean, he's, I still think he's scoring at a higher a higher rate than he ever has as well. So, I mean, I guess those two go hand in hand, but... I forgot the other numbers, but those are pretty crazy. Alex? Are
0: Matthew Stafford. I mean, for me, I'm going to rock with the Stafford one. It's so sad to see what Matthew Stafford could have been had he been given a competent roster and coaching staff at any point throughout his career. I mean, this isn't ironic that he goes to LA for one fucking season, not even. And he's leading in like every stat he's ever led before in his career wise. Personal best for this, personal best for that. Cooper Cup's greatest year of his life. You know, like, it just doesn't make sense to me that everybody wanted to get Stafford out of town. He's the problem. He fucking sucks. Guess what? He's the number one seed right now. And we're fucking not undefeated. We are defeated. We are 0 6, about to be 0 7. And it just, that's something I, that's the one that caught on my eye. If you thought Stafford was a problem, then you are a problem. Fuck yourself. There you go. That, that's what Fuck yourself.
1: How you doing? Uh, okay. Hey, how, how you doing? How you doing? Uh, okay. So that's for quarterback. Let's go to running backs now. The uh, Ernest Johnson has produ- uh, produced 95 yards in only one game. With more than, excuse me, I think 10 carries. Hold on, my my thing cut off. Yeah, with more than 10 carries. So with him just playing one game, he's producing. So this could be the party for him this weekend. Derrick Henry has 260 more rushing yards than any other player this season. Joe Mixon always happens to come up. Here he comes. Leads all running backs with 12 broken tackles so far this year. Najee Harris leads all running backs with a 19.7 target share. Alvin Kamara is averaging 18.8 rush attempts per game. His previous high for the season is 12.9. Darrell Williams scored on average 23.9 PPR fantasy points in week six. That's the most for Chiefs running back since Damien Williams in 2019. And last one, 89%. Khalil Herbert played 89% of the snaps in week six. If Damien Her- Damien Williams can't go, excuse me, Herbert is a start, even with the kind of a a bumpy uh, matchup he's got going on. So we've got Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Darrell Williams, and Khalil Herbert as our as our shining running backs this week.
2: I mean, it's hard not to talk about Derrick Henry, man. That guy's just unbelievable. He's, gonna, he's probably going to run for 2,000 yards again. I mean, I saw a stat like his rushing yards over the last three years. He's like, I think he's over like 2,000 yards to the next closest guy or the second closest guy. <laughs> which is nuts, and he's just going to keep he's gonna keep doing it. It's like when I was sitting there watching that Monday night game, it's like, all right, they're losing, they probably going pass the ball. It's like, no, you don't need the pass the ball. You just feed it right off the middle of Derrick Henry, and he's going to start bouncing off dudes and mm-hmm. all found a way to the end zone. And that's just what happened. As long as Derrick Henry does not get hurt, he might be the number one player in fantasy football this year. That's just as simple as that. The guy doesn't go down. He scores touchdown every quarter, it feels like. And that man Joe Mixon, dude, he keeps on breaking tackles. He's going to make himself a top five running back this year in fantasy. And then Ristic's going to have to apologize to me. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm going to apologize to a guy who got 11 points against the Detroit Lions. Fuck <laughs> got 11, yeah, 11, 11 points play. Dude, listen, I will say that uh, okay. Derrick Henry, a lot of things that people don't think about when talking about oh. Derrick Henry is how valuable he is because of his durability. Mm-hmm. This guy, I don't remember the last time he's missed a game. Like, when have you seen – a a cue next to Derrick Henry's name
2: like he's no, just I automatic last time he missed a game. I do remember the last time he missed the game what was it he was on my team and I had him in the championship for fantasy football and he said oh I'm gonna take I'm gonna take week 16 off mm, he probably, hey I'll tell you what he earned it I'm sure he earned it oh, he, did, he did. he's <laughs> the reason why I got the championship in the first place yeah like, I'm sure he
0: earned it so but that's the thing like he's taking time off as a uh you know, as, as for a leisure, you know, reasons. Like, ah, I, I worked my ass off this season. I'm going to take the last week off. Fine with us. You know, the Titans have no quarrel with that, I'm sure. And that's just the most impressive thing. In fantasy football, the best ability is always availability, you know. Yeah. Um, and then comes volume second for me. So, it's injuries and then volume. And then if you want to talk about volume, you go to a guy like Joe Mixon, and he's breaking off tackles, but yeah, he can't do shit with them. So, Hit the road, Jack. Another one of those guys. Uh,
1: I I want to I want to add. Uh, Najee Harris, nineteen point seven target share leads all running backs in that area. What is, are we seeing the second coming of Le'Veon Bell, prime like ish with Najee Harris and the Steelers in a way?
0: I'd say I'd say no. I don't think better. Running,
1: huh? Or better?
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I think I think people will truly forget how special. So Le'Veon was, uh, I'm going to have to give the upper hand to Le'Veon right now. I think Le'Veon's running ability was just in the NFL. It was much better than Nash's is right now, but it's not Nash's fault. I mean, Colin, you know the stats of him getting hit at or behind the line of scrimmage. I'm sure it's still up there. I'm sure it's still north of 50% of his of his carries. You know, that's not going to help anyone. So as of right now, I'd give Levy on the upper hand, but um, I think you can continue to assume that for the rest of Najee's career, he's going to be catching a lot of balls. So, and that's really important to a PPR league. And as I, I said this before the year started, what did I say? I said it's going to figure. You're going to figure out that um, Najee's going to be filling in right above guys like Ezekiel Elliott in next year's draft. So he's going to be in that four or five spot next year. And it
2: looks like right now that's, that's kind of where he's going to be
1: falling next year's draft. It does. It does. <laughs> no comment. All right. Wide receiver. Last one for, uh, for wired numbers to know. Uh, our Jacoby Myers tracker is still up and active. He has now had 174 career targets without a touchdown. He had one called back last week against the Cowboys, so we'll keep watching the J- Jacoby Myers uh, stuff. Uh, Devontae Adams leads the NFL with a 36.3% target share still. Uh, Despite already having his bye week, Debo Samuel still leads all receivers in yards after the catch with 290. 19.1, Antonio Brown leads all Tampa Bay Buccaneer wide receivers with the 19.1 PPR fantasy points per game. Hello, AB. And last one, Sterling Shepard. This is an interesting interesting one about coming out and having a game. Sterling Shepard has had 33 targets in three complete games he's played this season. That's a shit ton of targets, if you ask me. And he ain't made a lot of it. He's made he's made some good some good strides, but not enough for me with 33 targets. So let's let's talk about these. You got Jacoby Myers, who still can't find the end zone. Devontae Adams still leading in target shares. AB is the number one wide receiver. It looks like for Tampa Bay, and Sterling Shepard.
2: I mean, I think AB AB a surprising one to me. And we, I I still consider Ab like one of the top ten best receivers in the league right now. Not to mention he he was the best receiver now just years ago. But uh, I'm just not surprised. I mean, when you sleep in, you Tom Brady offers you a room, the, a house to stay at. You take it, and all of a sudden you develop that chemistry, and and now we're seeing it. And I mean, same things gonna go on with the Buccaneers. There's one guy will have the big game while you know one or two of the other guys suffer at that that expense, but. A.B.'s looking like more times than not, he'll be that guy that's the number one. He's the one that consistently gets like six, seven targets, it looks like. He gets to find the, finds the end zone pretty frequently as well. And so, I mean, I think it's not very surprising to see A.B. put up 19.1. But, I mean, you just got to respect the fact that he's still one of the best receivers in the league.
0: No, I I, I agree. I mean, A.B.'s the the guy. He's still proving what Odell seems to uh, not be able to, which means he's he's the best still. He's one of the best. And Rod, for me, uh, I want to touch up on the Patriots and Kobe Myers. Mm-hmm. At this point, at this point, just draw a fucking play up for the guy. Get it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, like if you're on the one yard line, hit him with the Travis Kelsey shuffle pass. or the bike right.
1: or the bike, like, or the bike abs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, please. At, at point,
0: yeah, do it. Like, do something. Just get it over with, you know, um, because once you break the seal, many more will come. So, that's, for me, that's a little strange. Devontae Adams is going to continue that target share um, because Rodgers is a petty little bitch and he hates his other receivers. Love Devontae and he's doing it on purpose. You guys didn't want to give me no help? Boom, 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 Devontae. You guys didn't want, you guys wanted to draft Jordan Love? Boom, boom, Devontae. Like, fuck you guys. I, does. Uh, I don't know, know if you guys heard Rogers
1: is a share owner in
0: the Bears. Oh, uh, yeah. That was <laughs> a good
1: yeah, one. yeah, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I had to think about it. Like, oh, you're a good one. That was a good one.
0: No, sorry. Brady, Brady
1: made the joke first. Okay. Yeah, that was a that's, uh, that's
2: a good one.
1: That's uh, the uh, Cali, Cali Cops. Cali Cops coming for you. That's the LAPD, baby. Oh, yeah, you're not in Los Angeles.
0: Dude, NWA is outside right now. <laughs> shut the fuck. I literally see Ice Cube. I literally see Ice Cube right now.
1: I hate this guy. I,
0: I'm neighbors with Justin Timberlake, dude.
1: I see Ed N- NWA is coming for me right now. Stop! What is Snoop Dogg at the corner the store? Uh, I saw Snoop last night when I was grabbing beer. What is that? I said, what up?
0: We were like, what up?
2: Hey, did you go to the, what do they call it? The path of Hollywood or whatever? No, I'm what? doing some touring soon.
1: Okay. What are
2: you doing? Oh, oh all right. we'll say that for later. We'll say that yeah,
1: for yeah. later. <laughs> yeah. Come on. All right. This is a fantasy football show. So I got um, two two more things before we go today for you guys from the producer's corner. Uh, first one, I want to get you guys' opinion on this. We post on our social media, QB tight end. It's National Tight Ends Day. I think it was yesterday uh, or today. I'm not for sure which day it was, but one of the days. We've had some fantastic quarterback tight end duos in our league, in the league of football, I should say. What duo are you choosing for your team today, and why, Colin? We'll start with you.
2: Oh, uh, I was hoping the rest would go first so I could think a little more.
0: this one, this one's, this one's easy for me. This one's easy for me. Now, Rod, if you're referring to the graphic, do I have to pick one on there?
1: You don't. It could be someone out, like, yeah, outside the graphic.
0: Okay, because uh, to me personally, um, I used to love the Peyton Manning-Dallas-Clark combo. Like, one of my favorites. Uh, obviously, that's not the best one of all time, or it's not a GOAT combo. Um, if you're talking about greatest combo of all time with a tight end, I'm not really sure how you could say anyone other than Brady and Gronk. I mean, that's a tale as old as time, and it continues to be ageless, and Gronk is literally in the Hall of Fame. Because of Tom Brady, and like without him, Gronk's completely different player. Like, it's not ironic that he was gonna retire when he wasn't gonna play with Brady anymore, you know? Right. So for me, I I I, I go. My favorite is Peyton Manning, Dallas Clark, the best of all time. Tom Brady and.
2: I mean, I think when it's all said and done, it'll probably be Mahomes and Kelsey. Who take those numbers from Gronk and Brady? But there was just nothing like watching the the Gronk the Gronk and Brady connection. It was like every it was like every weekend it felt like it was like you're just watching Tom Brady and Gronk connect for two touchdowns a week, and not to mention Drew Brees and Jimmy Grant were also one of my favorite quarterback tight end combos to watch too. And it was and this was right at the time that Gronk and and Brady were establishing their connection too. So it was like you had two of these daunted quarterback and tight end comms, and there was like weekend where they were each doing it. Dude, Crank so, and Jimmy
0: Graham were both, like, first-round fantasy picks. Yeah, Do you remember those days? Yeah, no, I, I, those were the best days of fantasy football. Like, Jimmy, were, Graham, yeah. Jimmy Graham was the OG of going for 40 points on a random-ass night.
2: Yeah, dude, I, I remember seeing more team names called Graham Crackers than I do any other team name from back in the yeah, day.
0: And, and, that. and back in the day when you used to dunk on the goalpost, and we have a younger crowd. You guys probably don't even fucking remember this because you're not even allowed to do it anymore. But Jimmy Graham, every single time, just to prove to everyone he used to hoop, he would catch the ball, probably his third touchdown on the day, and then just go yam on the goalpost.
1: Yeah. Oh, Jimmy. Hey, what about you, Rob? What's your What's
0: your am Actually,
1: no. Actually, yes, they, they will be my favorite combo, but if I'm putting, like, all bias aside, my favorite combo to watch was Rivers and Gates. I used to love to watch when those two used to connect and they used to just be electric because – I, I, first off, I miss the old Charger Stadium. I was thinking about that the other day. I don't know what it was about it, but I do miss it. I like the new stuff now, but I like the old school stuff. Like I like where the Raiders used to play. I like the old school type of thing. That's why I wish things would change. Like oh, Wrigley, F- F- like, like Wrigley Field can never go away. Fenway Park can never go away. Keep those things forever because I don't want to ever see them change. Something about stadiums, and when I when I think about stadiums, I put players in those stadiums and gates and rivers. Just have that appealed to me. Now the best, like Ristic said, hands down, Gronk Brady, no doubt. My favorite, Kelsey Mahomes. What I wish can, we can go back in time to see is Gates and Rivers. So that that's that's where that's where I stand.
0: Yeah, Gonzalez, Tony Gonzalez is up there, you know, yes. the Matt Ryan, Tony Gonzalez pretty good. Um and also like not a lot of people like Romo, but you have to think about the Romo Witten connection too.
1: Yeah. Oh, Jason Witten baby. Um, okay. So before we go, uh, last thing I wanted to just talk, especially with Ristic about this, because there's been a lot of things that I talked with Ian about as well this past couple day. And I really want to talk to you about it. People have been saying that it's time to bench Jared Goff. All right. It's time to bench him because I saw some plays in this past weekend that I watched some footage of a TJ Hawkinson wide open, uh, He missed him, overthrew him. A couple times, DeAndre Swift should have got the first down. He was wide open. Jared Goff missed him. As a Lions fan, and we always do this on this show, is it time to bench Jared Goff?
0: I think this last week, Sunday is his last day. I mean, it's his last chance. Campbell's been open about it. He's been in the media saying that he requires more from him. It hasn't been enough. He hasn't pushed himself enough. He hasn't taken enough risk, and that's fine. You got a revenge game against your old team, against your old coach that wanted you out of town. Your new coach, your new town, and your new team's telling you you need to step up. And this weekend against the Rams, if he doesn't show his absolute uber competitiveness, then he's done. He's, he's out. Get him out of here. That's it. It's His last chance. Sunday is his chance to keep his keep his job. And on, uh, continuing going forward, I think it's a weekly basis thing. I mean. He's not set in stone. I mean, he hasn't earned it here, at least. I mean, he hasn't earned it anywhere. He went to the Super Bowl, but we all know that 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 team was insane around him. Offensive weapons, defensively, the scheme was fantastic, always has been. So I'm not worried about, you know, can Goff lead a team? Absolutely not. And I just think it should go on a weekly basis from now on. From here on out, he's got one shot, and it starts this weekend.
1: What does David Blau do for you, though? starting at quarterback
0: gives me some excitement, something different. I mean, I, is he better than just, No. but I, hopefully he'll throw the ball further than 10 yards. Right. You know, it's like, I think David law understands that there's nothing he could lose by, by taking a shot. Like he's already a backup in the NFL. And right. he wasn't even supposed to be our backup. So he's in a position already that is favorable to, for him. Is he better than Jared Goff? No. But I think his his opportunity that he can have coming out and outperforming what Jared Goff has shown us this year is definitely possible.
2: Would you actually be excited, though, if David Blau was called the starting quarterback?
0: No, I'd be excited if Cam Newton was called to start your quarterback.
1: Yeah, I I don't think that's (laughs) – what good does that do? What good does that do in the rebuild process of bringing in Cam Newton if you're already – you're trying to lose, all right? The Detroit Lions are trying to lose. Like, you want to lose. We've talked about – Yeah, if you want to
0: lose, you can ensure that Cam Newton will lose your games. He's not good anymore. I mean, I'm not worried about him winning us a bunch of games. I just think it would be a lot more exciting. First of all, we haven't had a a mobile quarterback ever – and secondly, uh, he just, dude, that's a former MVP, man. He, he sells some jerseys. Uh, he's not going to He's not gonna win us in games, dude. He's not going to take us out. He's not going to hurt the rebuild by any means. As long as you don't pay him, it's not going to hurt the rebuild at all. I don't think you'd pay he's, – he's jobless right now. So if you give him a, you know, a veteran's minimum, I'm sure he'll take it.
1: Hmm. Colin, now my question for you before we go. I personally think – and you can – plead your case on this and tell me that i'm correct or wrong that it's time for odell beckham junior to pack his bags and leave cleveland Not for the it's sake
0: time, bro. No, no no no
1: hold on not for the sake that he's a bad wide receiver but for the fact that the browns and stefanski's offense just is not suitable for him
2: no i've been, i've been, pretty much since the day he got traded to cleveland i was saying he needs to get the fuck out of there I don't forget the day it happened. I was like, I can't believe I'm about to buy a Cleveland Browns jersey. It was like a year after going 0-16. And then all of a sudden Baker comes along and he you know, he looks pretty good. And I was like, oh, shit, you know, maybe this connection with Odell will be all right. And then what do we see, Rod? And the second he steps foot on that field, Baker just – he just can't do it. He just can't get the ball to him, can't get it to him accurately, can't get it to anyone when he's on the field apparently. So, yeah, Odell does need to leave. And he does need to do it sooner rather than later. Or else, we're all gonna, you know, lose out on seeing the last few good years of Odell's career. But I mean, from what I what I what I believe he will not be on the team next year. Will he be on the team? But at the deadline this year, I think he will be. I, I wish it would have diff- would have gone a different way, but yeah, Odell's days in Cleveland on the, on the Cleveland the Clevelanders are definitely numbered. You think, no do doubt you, about you think, that. You think he gets shipped
0: to the deadline?
2: I don't think so. No, I still feel like. I mean, the Browns still are in a tough position right now. They're going to they want
0: for? him for their playoff push.
2: Yeah, they they want him for the playoffs because that's what they were missing in the playoffs last year. Yeah. but I mean, even when he's on the field, it's like they don't gain any other aspect of their offense. So they just lose more. They just lose more identity of their offense. So, I don't know. Yeah, he needs to get the fuck out of there, though. No doubt about that.
1: Baker is bad. Baker's bad. But you know who else was bad as a quarterback? His name was Ryan Tannehill. And he had two guys, Derek Henry and Mike Vrabel that were able to make him into something. And I feel like that's, yeah. the, same, that's the same thing here. Baker's bad, but the, the Browns have a, a solid run offense. Obviously the guys are hurt. And it's like, you have those two guys Why I feel like they're trying to force feed something with Odell. And it's just like it's just, it's just a headache. It's just a big headache. And it does doesn't exist. That's
2: it's why because it went from force feeding the Odell and not connecting to just simply not feeding him. True, when he's open. Like, it doesn't even make sense. Like now we're see- I feel like we're seeing it more now. Like last year and the year prior, it was like oh, Odell's just on the same receiver, you know, Bakers, you know, getting the ball but drops or whatever. But now it's sort of just like he's not even throwing the ball to him, and when he does he's throw the done. ball to him, it's it's even worse than it was before. So it's like. It's not like he's
0: not getting open. He's doing his job to get open.
2: Yeah. like It's like the situation could not have gotten worse, but somehow it has. Somehow it has gotten worse. And it's, I, I don't believe it's Odell's fault. Not at all.
0: All right. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Live Wire Fans Football. Good luck on your Week 7 teams. Try to fill those buy spots to the best availability that you can. And remember, Sunday we go live at 11 p.m. It was oh, 11 a.m. No. standard time. I won't be there again, but guess what? Colin will be back. Colin's oh, back,
1: God, yeah. God, baby. All right, see you later.
0: See you guys. Bye.